Hey guys, welcome to the first podcast for the League of Very Ordinary Gentlemen. First ever right. today, live. This is Norm. You heard Fred. Hi, it's me. We're just going to give this a go and uh, see how you guys react to it. Uh, let's see. Why are we doing this? Why are we doing this, Fred? Yeah, it's a great question. Mostly because we're bored and we're tired of being inside. That's a big part of it. Uh, COVID sucks. Winter sucks. Come on, spring. Come on, football. It's coming. Uh, the other part is uh, we want to bust your balls. <laughs> as much as possible. Right? Um, yeah, it's just a way to keep things light, I hope. Uh, we each will have very specific targets, those we know best, uh, besides each other. So, get ready. Um, and don't get offended. Please. It's all in good fun, right? Yeah, don't, don't get your panties in a twist over uh, what we say. If we make fun of your team, uh, your name, your height, your mom, <laughs> any of those things are potential topics for the ball busting. So Mostly your mom. <laughs> Be prepared for the mom. Matt, we're, Matt, we're looking at you. <laughs> He already knew it. He already knew that. Um, now, uh, yeah, busting balls is the primary reason we're doing this, but the ulterior motive of this is to actually uh, get the league more competitive and more parity in the league. Um, Fred and I are seeing moves and trades that don't really jibe with dynasty philosophy. Because uh, Dynasty is very different from definitely redraft leagues and even keeper leagues where it's so much easier to find talent and retool or rebuild your team much, much quicker. So, And you guys know from the, the first two years that we've been doing this, you know that we're a little bit more insane than everybody else in yes. the league is. And we understand yes. that also, right? So that's not news to us either. Uh, and we know that everybody's got a different, um, you know, uh, excitement level for this kind of stuff, right? We're probably a little bit over the top, and most of you guys are a little bit more normal, uh, and that's cool. And everybody's got going to have their own philosophies on Dynasty, but I think uh, even for us, and I know for me, going from redraft for however many years I've been doing it to Dynasty, it's a whole different uh, ball game. So I read a bunch of stuff that probably didn't help me. Um, but maybe helped a, a little bit, and I listened to a bunch of stuff that also may not be very helpful, but it's out there. So, and there's definitely, you know, there's there's a difference. I mean, uh, it's hard to uh, to deny that what you're doing in in redraft and what you're doing in dynasty, two two different balls of wax. Absolutely. Um, the uh, the third reason is we already mentioned it. We're bored, um, but if we're bored and we're complete nerds with this stuff you guys are probably have this on the extreme periphery of your radar so this is just to keep everybody in because again we said dynasty was different the off season is when the shit goes down for dynasty with the draft with free agency with our draft um in season you guys have probably already seen it the waivers for especially for offensive players are bare if you get somebody, it is the exception, not the rule. So now is actually the time that you need to be paying a little more attention than in season. So um, 
we want you guys in it, in it to win it, and just like we are. Uh, Fred and I talked about it. We would rather be in against 11 other competitive guys and really feel like winning the championship is a feat and an accomplishment than just winning against you know guys who are no a dozen or two names from the NFL. If I just wanted to win, I'd start a league with my family and destroy them. I, I hope. If not, Maybe. I really need to find a different <laughs> hobby. But... Um, yeah, we, we just want this league to be, you know, everything that it can. Not saying that you guys need to be into it as much as we do. Fred already mentioned that, and just to echo those thoughts, but just to keep things up. So uh, we will go over a couple topics. We'll do this maybe once a month, we're thinking. Uh, if you guys really like it and want more, screw you. <laughs> No. Um, come but, on as guests. You we'll, can be our guests. Yeah, we'll think about it. You know, if, if we can get, if you guys want to come on and just bullshit, talk about your teams, talk about other guys, make fun of other guys on a mic, uh, you can do that. So, first topic is probably always going to be league business, uh, just to keep you guys up to date on what's going on, things that we need to consider. Uh, the first one is. The chat, the app chat, I throw a lot of stuff out there, articles. Useless, meaningless stuff. Pretty much. Again, just to try and keep everybody interested. Um, If you don't want to wade through that to find things that actually matter, hit the green pin that you see in the chat. That will bring up the things that are most important, things like the draft order, any polls that we need to talk about, or just uh, topics that you guys absolutely need to know. Uh, So if you don't want to wade through all that other stuff, read the interest articles that I put up or whatever ball busting happens to be going on at that time, hit the green pin. That'll get rid of the rest of that, and you can go from there. Second one is if you guys have any friends, relatives, spouses, kids who you think might be interested, we can put them on as co-owners. So they don't have to do anything if you still want to run the team. Um, if this is going to do two things. If you happen to not have your phone, aren't able to get on the site for any reason to do some changes, you have a backup. The other thing that it does is, and I think more importantly, is it gives us a list of potential replacements. Hopefully we don't have any, and these 12 guys play for the next 20 years until we are old and have dementia and can't do it anymore. Less than 20 years for some of us. That's true too. But if we happen to lose an owner, it'll give us a list to pick from to just say, hey, do you want your own team? We can definitely uh, use that. If you wanted to put anybody on, let me know, and I can send them an invite, and we can get them in as your co-owner. So biggest thing coming up that is definitely going to affect our teams is free agency. Uh, It starts the 17th, was it? Two weeks, two and a half weeks, something like that. Yeah. Soon. Fred and I were talking about it. Not only do you have to think about how it affects the player, like we, the first guy we talked about was Aaron Jones. How does it affect him if he stays in Green Bay? How does it affect him if he signs with 
another team. Like Miami, I think, is the first one that comes up that I've seen at least. What do you got? Yeah, between Miami and there's somebody else that I heard about yesterday. Seattle. Seattle. Yeah, <laughs> that was another one. The Bills. The Bills, yeah. Not only how it affects them on either staying with or moving to those teams, but how it affects Green Bay. How it affects guys like Rodgers, A.J. Dillon, Jamal Williams. How is it going to affect that? Uh, And then how it affects the other guys. If he goes to Miami, Gaskins and Ahmed are no longer relevant. (laughs) Toast. Pretty much toast. And also, you know, like one of the big questions for me is, is you know, when do you act on it? When do you do something about it? You know, from a from a fantasy perspective, if you have one of those guys that's either potentially leaving or, you know, potentially a spot opening for, like AJ Dillon, do you trade him now when his value is at the highest? When there's some uncertainty before Green Bay decides to franchise Aaron Jones and he comes back, and then his value takes a hit for another year. Or do you hold them and hope that that value increases? And I, you know, I don't think that there's a clear cut answer to that. I think you have to gather all the info that you can gather and try to to make your your most logical best guess, and then roll with it from there. Yeah, I agree. Are you a gambler, or do you want more of a sure thing? Um, from what Fred and I saw, most of you either aren't interested right now, or <laughs> Are, want the sure thing because both of us thought that a number of you guys should have taken a chance on Wentz instead of waiting for him to get traded uh, regardless of whether he turns out to be something good he's definitely an asset that should have been picked up and yeah he was he was sitting on waivers way longer than he should have yeah for two weeks for the first two weeks before he got traded and then there was a little bit of a you and dave who eventually Mm -hmm. got him but for two weeks you could have gotten carson wentz for literally zero yeah for no fab at all so it's don't think about dynasty as getting that sure thing uh, it sometimes you have to take a gamble, and I mean for Wentz it would have been zero dollars and cutting the worst player on your roster. And even if you don't need him, you know, because with with us only starting one quarterback, if you already have, you know, a starter and even a decent backup, you don't really need Wentz that much. But at the same time, he's a trade chip, right? He's he's somebody that if you have him and there's another team in the league, and let's just say the first two weeks of the year, Wentz goes gobbledygook, awesome. Heck, you're going to trade him for clearly more than the 0.0 that you picked him up for off of waivers, for sure. Absolutely. Injuries happen. You can't be too deep. Uh, it is easier to find a starting quarterback, but at what what's the level you are going to find right now? I mean, I think right now Chicago's starting quarterback is the only one. I mean, listed starting quarterback. Jacksonville obviously isn't. Yeah. Isn't there with Lawrence, Jet, but Jets a little uncertain. Yeah, but taking that chance can pay off. Not saying it's going to be. Wentz could come out and suck ass. Exactly, but if you only have one starting quarterback on your roster, you just went to two. So you you, you really need to think about uh, roster construction and depth with that. 
Back to free agency. Fred and I go tangential quite a bit as we found <laughs> out in some of, of these conversations. So, um, a guy like Miles Gaskin. I'm going to be completely transparent about a lot of this stuff, and you know, you guys can get into my head a little bit, which is scary as hell. But some of you already know that Gaskins is a guy who I see on the trade block, and I am potentially going to throw an offer out there. Why? He has a chance to do something next year. He was productive last year as a seventh. He was a seventh round pick, mm, I think. The year, like seventh round pick the year before. Guys in that system, guys in Miami system, no matter who's back there, produced. Now, can Miami sign somebody for uh, during free agency? Absolutely. We just talked about it with Aaron Jones. If they don't do that, they've got the draft capital to draft somebody, one of the high guys, first round, second round pick, that would automatically drop Gaskin's value. But if they don't, Gaskin's value for next season is good. He's and a that's where you always gotta take that that chance, right? Is sure, trading away a draft pick of some kind might bite you in the ass. But even if somebody else takes that starting job you know, with the way running backs work nowadays, there's a 50% chance that he gets hurt and that Gaskin is back in the, the top spot again because it's not like he's, it's not like they're going to dump Gaskin once they, if they get another running back. He's still going to be there. He's going to be the number two. He might still get, you know, who knows? It could be like a Jamal Williams type role that he has, in which case he's a guy that you can put for, you know, a bye week or a fill in for an injury and get eight, 10 points out of him on a given week. Right. Or, like Fred said about Wentz, now he's a trade chip. Not necessarily going to be the focus of a trade, but he can be that throw-in that gets you the guy that you want, especially if you're trading him to the team that has Miami's starting running back. Now he's got the handcuff. That might be of interest to whoever it happens to be. So uh, it's something to think about in terms of uh, your risk assessment towards some of these guys who are uh, who might be out there. I picked Gaskins because he's on the trade block, but seriously, if there's a guy you like on another team, put a scenario in your head about what can happen. Well, like, just say, just say you're completely in love with Aaron Jones. Say, okay, what is he worth if Green Bay keeps him? What is he worth to me if he signs with Miami or Seattle or Buffalo? What do you think in your head is going to be the most likely scenario there? Gather your information and go make your offer. So we talked about the top running back, arguably, depending on your Ben, uh, Aaron Jones. We can also talk about the consensus top wide receiver out there on free agency. Uh, maybe consensus. Maybe. Yeah, between him and Godwin, I think. But yeah. we're going to use um, Allen Robinson as the example for the wide receivers. Because he's more interesting than Godwin. Because Godwin, it seems like, maybe has a decent chance to stay. And even if he goes elsewhere. But with Allen Robinson, not only are you taking a guy who's produced every year that he's been in the league with the most horrific quarterback situations <laughs> yes. that you can ever think of. He's been awesome. So you... You know, what's going to happen if he goes to a good quarterback? Now, the question is, he's also been the clear-cut number one guy 
for the teams that he's played for. He hasn't had a whole lot of competition. Is he going to go someplace where it's going to be more of a 1A, 1B situation? That's a possibility, in which case, is that going to hurt his value a little bit? Is it going to hurt that he's getting fewer targets, even though they're better targets? Not sure of the answer to that, and that's something that, that you have to debate about. I actually have him in uh, in a keeper league, and I'm not sure what I'm doing with him, with him this offseason. So not only with A-Rob, but then what about that team? If if they don't franchise him or re-sign him, who is catching balls for the Bears? Right now, it's Darnell Mooney, who got picked up last year by, I'm not sure who. I can look it up. Got picked up for zero, right, off of waivers, right? He was a free agent that got picked up in the middle of the year and put up some decent numbers already this year. He's got the potential to be the number one guy for Chicago. Uh, again, who knows what that means? Who knows what their quarterback is? And maybe they're going to bring in a different wide receiver or something like that to take that number one role. Uh, but that's a pretty big spot for a guy that you paid nothing for. Um, that could be ridiculous value. Now, again, do you try to uh, you know, max out on that value now before we know for sure what's going to happen? Or do you try to ride it out and say, hey, he, he might not have been a super highly drafted wide receiver, but he's got a great situation. Maybe he's going to end up being a wide receiver too on your team, and, and I'm going to take that uh, that value and just you know plug it into my lineup and go with it. Uh, so there's a lot of different ways to approach that, and I think you know again I think Norm mentioned it before. You kind of gotta gotta do you know your due diligence and figure out what you think is the most likely scenario. Half the time you're probably going to be wrong, um, and that's just the that's the way it is. And half the time, you know, everybody else, all the NFL prognosticators who think that they're uh, cats meow, they're wrong half the time too. So, yeah, it was uh, it was Mike C who got who got money. So great pickup, Mike. Yeah, Mike. Uh, feel the... free to trade him anytime. <laughs> <laughs> so with Fred talking about the right half the time thing, um, honestly, if you're right. 60% of the time, you're going to be successful in fantasy football. It doesn't take that much. I, mean, I want you to think of Vegas. Vegas, the house stacks it in their favor by 2% or 3%, I believe, uh, at least on the table games. Matt can speak to more about the uh, slots as those can be adjusted. But the table games, I think they only get 2 to 3%. And that is all they need to build dancing fountains in the middle of a desert. <laughs> so, if you can get to 60% with your scenarios and your picks and your lineups that you're thinking about with matchups uh, in fantasy football, you're going to be successful. And even sometimes if your percentages aren't great, it might just take that one correct call. That's all that you might need to make your team... You know, you, you picked up... A free agent running back. You picked up James like, Robinson. Like James Robinson, thank you very waivers, much. <laughs> and he became the the top, the what third or fourth running back, fantasy running back of yeah. the year, right? Like it can happen. And and granted, unfortunately for Norm, it didn't uh, pan out into a championship for him. But still, now he's got a you know hugely valuable asset that he's got uh, yeah. wiggle room with. So. I, I and for that, when I saw that his name started coming up, because it wasn't towards until very close to the beginning of the season, I was just looking at it like, oh, this guy might start a few games and I might be able to get something for him. Either, you know, he's serviceable and I can throw him in a flex spot once in a while. Or if he actually goes off, I might be able to trade him for something. And as it turned out, I really didn't want to trade him at all because he turned into what he did. So 
like I said, just looking for names like that can make a huge difference with uh, with your roster and as it turns out your season sometimes with just one guy who's constantly scoring in the you know is a running back one or two every week. James so. Robinson, he's another really good example of uh, why it's worth paying attention and doing stuff in the off season, right? Because his, his future is there's a big question mark, right? New coaching staff, uh, lots of draft capital, lots of money to spend on free agents. Right. This guy was a free agent pickup, and a lot of NFL teams don't do that much with them. They don't keep them around very long. They usually, like, look at Philip Lindsay. Got, had a great year, 1,200-yard year, and got replaced. Perfect, the, yeah, the perfect example. He turned, they turned into an RBBC, and, you know, while they both have their value, if either one of those yeah. guys wasn't there, you're talking about more than likely a running back one for, for sure. the other guy. So. so, do you roll the dice with Jay? We're gonna see what Norm's gonna do this uh, this off season. Do you roll the dice with him and keep him in your lineup and hope that they uh, they don't do anything, or do you try to maximize trade value? Yeah. Well, you see, and this is the scenario that I'm playing out in my head. I think the Jaguars have too much else to fill in terms of holes and lack of talent on their team, and seeing that they have a running back that can not only do the job but is durable. Uh, because availability is an ability. He played in every game or 15? 15. 15. Your starting running back gets out there for all except one game and produces at that level. I don't see why they have a reason to go out and get another one. Maybe mid-round, late-round, just as a backup, because they really don't have much else on that team. But I don't see them spending a, a first or second rounder Probably even a third rounder with the rest of the holes on that team. I mean, they were worse than the Jets, guys. And that's why the NFL doesn't make sense because while that is completely valid and I would agree 100,000% with what Norm just said, I think that there's a 75% chance that they're going to get some other running back to come in there to be competition for him. And it's stupid and it doesn't make sense. And I. But it's a new coach's first year. They got all the money they need, they got all the draft capital they need. It's sexier to get a star running back than it is to get a star defensive tackle. I don't know. I uh, we'll we'll see what happens, but I'm uh, I'm nervous for James Robinson. Yeah, well, and I I am, comp- and I'm just trying to talk Norm down into like a fourth round pick, <laughs> first round or fourth. And I'm I mean I'm completely understanding that that is a possibility, and I could be sitting here in you know another nine months. And James Robinson is on the bench seeing four carries a game. We'll see, we'll see what happens with that. All right, we've already been talking for too long. Um, you guys probably shut this off a while ago. <laughs> but hopefully, last piece for you guys. Um, each At the end of each one of these, so if this is the only one, this might be <laughs> the only tip that you get. Um, at the end of each one of these, we're going to give you guys a tip that we use that helps or has helped us that we continue to do and the first one is find a dynasty valuation or trade calculator so you can see what you have and what to possibly expect if you're trading 
guys or draft picks are trading for somebody, it doesn't have to rule the way that you do things. It doesn't have to be, you know, the end all be all. It's just it's nice to come up with a trade and then look to see, hey, is this a little bit close? Or if somebody sends you a trade to have an idea of, hey, am I getting fleeced here? Am I getting you know, way better value than, than I'm giving up. And, you know, there's always some personal bias in that, right? So none of the trade calculators or, or any value chart is going to replace how you feel about certain players. I mean, that's why I went after Devin White in that trade this this uh, winter hard because I fell in love with the guy. I just think he's going to be a superstar for the next 10 years. So I gave up a little bit for him, and I but I don't uh, I don't regret it at all. But you know there there's calculators, there's free ones, there's cost ones, there are value charts. I just saw a new one on on I think CBS that was a dynasty value chart. You know that you just add up you know numbers on different sides of a trade, and it gives gives you an idea. It just gives you something to work on because it's just. Uh, the values are way different when you're talking dynasty and redraft, and we're you know we're all so used to doing redraft. We've all done it for a really long time. I think it, it kind of um, automatically becomes the the fallback in everybody's mind on what you're doing, um, but it's different. You know, with dynasty, you got to consider some age stuff. It's got to be you know part of the consideration and. The draft picks are hard to value. Like, who the hell knows how to value a second-round draft pick? What does that mean? Hard to do without having some uh, some assistance, I think. Right. Um, the The one thing that I wanted to say was, if you're looking to fill a spot, that is the way to go uh, with valuation. Now, if you are looking to retool uh, or rebuild, so you're looking for younger players, you can you might want to give up. The veterans, you know, 33, 35-year-old quarterbacks, 28-year-old running backs. Is that 20, where we're at now? 22-year-old <laughs> running backs. All right. Um, so you might be willing to give up a little bit more in terms of the veteran side to get the younger players and vice versa. If you are in contention and you need... We'll take. I'll, I'll, we'll take the trade from last year. You need a quarterback that you think can get you over the top. Aaron Rodgers, while being at the top of rankings in general for last season, because he had a fantastic year, he won MVP. I mean, you, you can't get much better than that. He was good. Yeah, he knows football. He's good at it. While he's at the top of the 2020 rankings last year, in terms of dynasty, his value is way down because he's 38 now. Something like that. Something yeah. around there. Yeah, I think 37 maybe. And he, while he's Aaron Rodgers, yes, he's got a few seasons left. So if you're looking for that kind of player, or if you're trading for that kind of player, make sure that you are in contention. And you can say, hey, I made a run at it and I know I gave up a little bit too much, rather than just saying, hey, I have Aaron Rodgers on my team while you gave up the house for him in on the other side. All right, guys. We're going to shut up now because we've already been talking for longer than we originally anticipated. Shoot Fred or I a text if you have any questions. Um, if you have any two-bit comments about how much this sucked, keep them to yourself, please. <laughs> no, post those. We want yeah, to see those. Yeah, post those too. We, like sure. we said, the first reason we're doing this is all about ball busting. So with this, we understand that we are opening ourselves up for a giant groin shot. <laughs> so... Feel free. I'm wearing a big old cup today. <laughs> big old cup. Um, again, 
shoot us a text if you had any questions. It does. It, it can be anonymous if you want. Send it to me personally. You guys all have my number in that thread. You've got Fred's number in that thread if you want to send it to him too. So, uh, yeah, we're really looking for um, feedback on this. Let us know anything that you guys want to talk about, anything that you don't want to talk about that we did. <laughs> let us know. Thanks, Bye. guys. Thank you, guys. Talk next time.